Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Course Podcast. Welcome back, Mum. Hello, Laura. Hello, everyone. Now, today we're going to be touching on some really important topics for people who are currently separated, maybe don't have any orders yet, or maybe they do, but they have children. School is such a huge decision that needs to be made, and I think there's a lot of questions that people have about schooling. So we're going to touch on them today, and I'm going to pick your brains, Mum, about all the questions (laughs) anyone would want to ask about it. So let's. we're going to cover... Choosing schools, enrolling in schools, changing schools, moving schools, behaviour at schools, school events, communication with the schools, parent teachers, uniforms, books, laptops, whether to do co or parallel parenting and making it easy for the kids. Mm. So let's get started, Mum. First of all, can I apologise? We normally do our podcasts, don't we, earlier in the week. Um, But I've had a lot of court this week, so we haven't had a chance to get together. I know. So we're we're here now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mum. How dare you have court? (laughs) First of all, we're going to talk about choosing schools. So these might be the people that are... They're separated, they don't have any court orders yet, or maybe they do, uh, but but there's nothing mentioned about schools Mm. and you might be trying to figure out a primary school or you might be trying to figure out a high school and, like, what's the rules with enrolling? Can you just go and do it without talking to them? Well, it depends if there are orders or aren't orders. If you haven't got any orders, yes, you can, but, you know, you really should be sharing. so if you haven't got any orders, you could just go and enrol them in a school. So... Laura, do you remember when I talked about how until you have any court orders, mm. both each parent has full responsibility for the children and they don't need to consult? Okay. Um, having said that, though, if you go putting the kids into a school and your ex is really not going to be happy with it, mm. um, then they may bring an application to the court or they may I had one awful case once where the, the kids were enrolled at two different schools and went to two different schools week about until the court put a stop to it oh about God. two months on. None of our lovely listeners would ever do that to the kids. No. You've got to put the kids first. So yeah. if, you're, if you've got a parenting shared, equal shared parental responsibility to high order, then you need to consult. So the easy ones are where you've probably enrolled the child before you separated or you'd always been going to send a child to a particular school. Just keep that going mm. um, and, and you'll find the other party will normally just fall into line. But if you've got to start from scratch, that's that's where it gets tricky. Mm. Um, but I, I'd be sending, no matter whether you've got orders or not, I think I'd be just do a bit of research and choose three schools in the area or something mm. and send them over to the other side with mm-hmm. some links and say, you know, hi, um, these are these are the schools for Emily. I thought Emily could go to high school or for primary school. Have a look and tell me what you think and if any one of them is your preference. And just start that gentle dialogue. Mm. If you if you sense that there's an in, they're going to be entrenched and difficult and you're not going to be able to cope, um, for instance, if they come back with different ones, um, before everyone sort of draws their lines in the sand, I think I'd be getting to a mediator. Right. And get a counsellor, someone to, to help you negotiate between yourselves. Yeah. Because okay. you might find, for instance, that 
you think a school is amazing because of its dance program or mm. whatever, um, your ex might be deaf to anything you say about this school and in the back of their minds it might be that they think it's too expensive. Right. But they But they won't say that, you know what I mean, yeah. but a counsellor can help you Work draw that out. That. Mm. Okay, so probably good, not a good idea to enrol your your child without the other person's bringing them along with you. But but look, if you can't and and it's coming up to school starting time, remember you've got an obligation to send yes. the kids to school. So in the absence of a response, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the avoidant later. Mm. Um, you might have to just take the steps. Okay, so try do some mediation, try and send them some letters, ask them. If they're pains in the butts, I would recommend saying, hey, have you had any thoughts on schools yet? And see if they come up with one of the ones you were going to say anyway. Yes, that's a good Okay, so that's that. Uh, If you are in school already and you want to change school, if you've got orders. Well, that's a tricky one. Um, Unless there's some really overpowering reason um the court usually will leave the children where they are what if the other the parent agrees as well oh well then go right ahead okay so right both ahead. of you agree to change schools even yep. if it's in the orders that's fine that's fine just make sure you get them to agree in an email yeah that you both agree the child will go to this other school because that's the best outcome for your little one is mm. that both of you agree and what but, if they don't agree well, then have a good look at your reasons. Think about if it's just because there's a bus that goes straight to that school or it's it's an extra 20 minutes drive each way for you, mm. I don't think the court's going to be persuaded if you had to take it right to the nth degree. Mm. So, um, yeah, changing schools is tricky. If it's a behaviour issue or, you know, expulsion, <laughs> yeah. then that's sort of something else. But, what, yeah. what about if you have got a new job in a new town and you have to move? Well, that's a much broader issue, isn't it? Yeah, and yes. we touched that. We, we touched did. on that in the Instagram live Q and A we did yesterday. But you, you were saying she wasn't listening. <laughs> she wasn't listening. All that knowledge. No, <laughs> so can you I were help saying, you? <laughs> you were saying that if you're the one with the majority of the custody, then the judge is probably going to give that to you. As long, well, I sort of said that. Yes. Yeah. So, so really, what the court will do if you work to ask the court if you. If you need to move to another town or want to move to another town and you can't get permission and it's going to mean that the arrangement you've got in orders with the, your ex about what time they spend with the kids is going to change, mm. you need to justify that. Right. And you need to be able to say, you don't have to have a compelling reason, mm. but you need to say why you're moving and the court will just have a look, okay, if we let the kids go with her, um, this is what their life will be like. If we leave the kids here and they live with their other parent, this is what their life will be like. What's the best way for them? And if you don't have court orders mm. and you need to move, yeah, what well, still then? talk it over. If you don't have court orders and you move, you might find that pretty quickly your ex has filed a document in the court to haul you back, mm-hmm. you know, and the court does bring people back on an interim basis. They take a pretty dim view of people who just. Um, what they see as make things difficult for the children to see their other parents. So perhaps don't go buy a house or move unless you've got nothing 100% agreement yep. um, and in writing, I would say, maybe agreement in yes. writing. I mean, it's tricky for people who accept jobs in other towns mm. so they can do a kind of provisional acceptance. You can have a, a, a letter from a real estate agent showing that you've got a house lined up and you can move. Mm. So you need to show the court that 
where how the kids' lives will be, and you need to have a proposal a proposal for how they're going to spend time with the other parent. Okay. And the downside of it is, is the court may say, you know, I think the kids are better here. We'll give them to the other parent for the majority of the time, mm. and and then you need to. Backpedal. Yes, I think you'd be, unless you're really determined to go with or without the children, um, you probably would need to say, all right, I'll, I'll stay here. Yeah, okay. All right, so that's changing schools, moving schools, choosing schools, enrolling. Mm. The next one is, well, let's jump to communication with. So you've got your kid at a school or your kids at school and you need to communicate with the school. What are the rules around that? Are there any things that you have to do and there are any things that you need to, like, watch out for that you've seen people fall into the trap of with communicating at school when they've got a co-parent? Yep. One trap I've seen is agreeing in anything um, to send a copy of everything to the other person. It just sets you up for a lot of communication with your ex. And failure. And failure. Because you're never going to be that organised. That's right, (laughs) and a potential for contravention. Okay. So if you're drafting any orders, you say that this order authorises the school to send it to both parties. Um, If they won't do that, then you need to set up a joint email account that Mm. is just for you and your ex to look at parenting things and the school sends it to that and you can both see it and then that way i guess you're not you're not the secretary of the situation where you have to send copies and file things and and it gets your ex out of their out of your face yeah um and they can get their own school photos the kids you know the other parent i guess that joint email address is a good idea because if you do get it all sent there it's not like they can say i didn't get that because you can go yeah you did here you did if i've got it you've got and that's the beauty, I think, of maybe some of those parenting platforms. Yep. So yep. our family wizard or our children, the beauty of those ones is you can't delete anything. I love that. Um, yep. So you can put it all in there or get the school to send it to that mm-hmm. email address because you can get an email address with that. Um, so what about if you're having a meeting with the principal or one of the teachers? Do you need to involve the other parent in that? It depends how important the meeting is. Okay. okay. So um, if it's a... If there's a behavioural issue, Mm. um, a big one, Mm. maybe you both need to present a united front. Mm. But if you can't, uh, then you need to have your meeting and perhaps the other person by phone or they have consecutive meetings, which is a bit of an impost. Imagine if you're a principal of a busy school. And you're going to meet double parents. 40% of the kids need you to have two meetings Mm. for each one. So You don't want to be hated by the school. No. (laughs) So, So what's the legal wrong with with that why is it just courtesy that you're saying that or is it is the court look badly against people who do that look if it's a big serious matter mm. uh you're really supposed to be co-parenting unless an order says you've got sole parental responsibility so okay. yes the court does frown on it yeah um so you really uh have to show willing you know and right. and do you know, that is the other parent. It's not all on you, mm. you know. Mm. So if you're getting there for behaviour, definitely yeah, take the other drag parent. Drag someone else in. <laughs> and you can sit behind them. Do you know, and, and then you can lean over at a strategic <laughs> time and go, I think he gets it from his father's side. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, my gosh, Mum. <laughs> it's not my side. <laughs> what about school events? I can think of, you know, you've got award ceremonies, you've got, you know, carols by candlelight, you've got academic 
things, okay. debating things. All right. So, so you, you imagine your child up on stage, all right, doing their little hardest to dance to something oh, weird gosh, or not a dance speaking out their lines, um, and they want to be able to look out and see both their parents. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter if the parents aren't sitting together. You know, there's room in those auditoriums for both of you, but I think you should both go. And is this the court's point of view? Or is the this court just you as a grandma? The, no. Well, the court won't force you to go to yeah. a recital or Lord knows. I don't think a court order can get me to, <laughs> to a speech night again. I'd just say, oh, sorry, Your Honour, I'm not. Um, don't do that. But if you don't let the other person come or mm. you try to block the other person from mm. coming, that's a bad look. So if another parent says, say, for example, somebody's got a new partner and the other parent hates the new partner and they're like, don't you dare well, come with your new partner. Of course that partner. would never happen. Um, but if they did that, uh, you don't have to listen to them. No, it's not a rule. No, you turn up, partner. And it's not like a, if, the, if the child is with them that day, it's their job to no. take the kids. Like, you can still attend that. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So there's no... So that if you've got a manipulative or controlling... Yes. ...or high-conflict person who tries to barge in and say, you're not allowed at school events when I'm there or vice mm. versa, you can just say, nah. And and you say the the welfare of your children is mm. most important. Yeah. And this little kid wants to look back mm. on their childhood mm. and their proudest moments on that when they're on stage. And I bet we all remember something at school that we've done that has stayed with us. I was playing in the band, and I think we were playing uh, a Looney Tunes. That's all folk yes. song. And Mum was standing at the front waving, and I was mortified. <laughs> And, and that's our job. But, I, but I, I'll never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's, yeah. you know, important. And I think the, um, the only legal reason I can think of that someone couldn't come is if there's a DV. Well, yes, if there's a, a very serious, um, it would have to be very serious domestic mm. violence um, mm. and it would have to be that they're not supposed to be within so many metres or attend any place that you are. Um, but, you know, sometimes these things are in big places. You can sit one side of a football field mm. so the other could, person can, can sit a, the other. You and, can have a plan. You can go and meet yeah. with some If you're on your own, maybe you don't have a new partner and you are a bit nervous about your ex. Take you your sister. Take your take your friends or meet up with some of the other mums, yep. go together, you know, but just be just be aware of your surroundings if you have been in a DV mm. situation to keep yourself safe. But I think that's really when you, when you make any of these decisions when it comes to schooling, you've got to think of it from the kids' yes. perspective because it's not their fault that you married someone who's a total mm. dope, but, you know, you don't want to ruin their experience, I guess. Yeah. And it, that would be hard, though. And, and remember when you're a kid, especially if you're starting at a new school, so we're talking about maybe starting a high school or primary school, the thing you most desperately want to do is to be normal. Yeah. You don't want to stand out. <laughs> you don't want out. to stand out, You no. want to be exactly the same as everyone else. So yeah. don't do anything that makes your kid feel like Cringing, they are. Yes. Going, oh, my gosh, my Except parents. waving to your daughter yeah, when thanks, she's playing Mom. in the band. Thanks for that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's let's go on to we, – we've kind of touched on behaviour, but when it comes to the court and, and divorce and law side of things as well – what aspects of kids' behaviour at school crops up in, in cases? It, it crops up. The judges can't do anything about it. Yeah. So it, it may <laughs> No not, one can, to be well, honest. Well, we do. Psychologists. You turned out all right. <laughs> <laughs> but but what, what they will do is they will look at how the parents have responded 
mm. and that they're taking steps. Right. So, and it's not just behaviour, but it also maybe um, sometimes uh, people end up in a parenting argument, and an independent children's lawyer comes in and finds the child hasn't had proper dental care or, mm. you know, has some developmental needs that neither party's met. They're so busy hating each other they've mm. forgotten to look after their mm. child's needs. So mm. so that's the point where the court gets involved. So they, they're really looking at each parent to see the extent to which they have engaged with the child and attempted to um, address the issues with the child that stop that little kid from reaching their full potential at every stage of school. So if you're if you've got a child who's acting up in class at the moment because I guess you know divorce does cause that. Of course, but I, I've met people who are worried. Oh my goodness, my my child's misbehaving. My ex is going to raise this with the court, and they're going to take my kid off me. No, 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 no. As long as you do all the right things. Yeah. So you know, and you're right, Laura. These children go to school, and in our course we have a letter to send to the school mm. because the school needs to know. Um, long before it becomes official, the kids know things are oh, going pear-shaped yeah. at home. They may even know you moved out. Yeah. And um, and if you're not telling the school, then the ch- child's behaviour may go downhill pretty damn fast. And if the poor old teacher doesn't know, then they're be... just going to punish the child. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you need to keep that line of communication open. And you can write your own individual letter to the court, mm. uh, to the school. And I think our letter is something along the lines of just giving you um, the heads up. Yeah, or, that know. we're separating and, and there might be some dis- yeah, you know. and let me know if you notice. It just be gentle with little Johnny, and let me know if if there's anything I need to address. Mm. Is it the same with marks? Because I, I I'm guessing because I used to be a teacher and you did too. I we noticed did. with kids that sometimes their marks take a little bit of a dive yep. during that really tricky separation time. Do you ever have in court cases uh, where exes are raising that the fact that their marks have dropped and therefore that, that they should have the children or anything like that? I think judges are pretty wise to the fact that kids go through turmoil. If then the child is is experiencing yeah. something, even if you think you've hidden it. Yeah. What they what the court really zooms in on is the children missing school. Okay. So that's we'll often subpoena the school, mm. and if in one person's care they're late for school every day, or or you know three days a week, or they are taking a lot of time off, mm. the court court that's something solid the court can look at and yeah. go, well, hang on a minute. If you don't lift your game, I'm going to have to give him or her to the other person who will get them to school and, you know, Mm. with their lunch and stuff. Mm. So they don't judge the children with their marks. No, that's good. And remember, before, people don't usually just wake up and say, well, that's it, I'm separating. There's a lead up, there's tension in the house, um, whether you think you're hiding it from your child or not. Um, So the marks don't often dramatically plummet. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, um, there's one more thing here that I want to talk about mm. is bane of every parent's existence, separated or not, is <laughs> lunch boxes, school bags, oh. school hats, school laptops, books, <laughs> you name it, everything in the sun that, you know, and kids lose stuff constantly. What kind of aspects or elements of all of that do we need to keep aware of for people who are getting divorced or are divorced and... Oh, my word. It just makes it so much worse, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, did you leave it at mummy's house? I Mm. don't remember, you know. Uh, I don't know. The thing is to not make the child feel worse. Mm. So you've got to kind of do your parenting, which is building a level of responsibility, Mm. without at the same time causing them to um, 
blame you or the other parent and make them less comfortable than some kid who lives all the time in one house. Yeah. So some things you just get duplicates of. Yeah. Hats, gloves. I don't, they don't wear gloves anymore. <laughs> Hats, blazers. I did when I was I know, school. you were telling me that. And it was That's a hilarious. state school too. Who wears yeah. gloves to a well, school? Well, we had to. Uh, Toowoomba's a cold place. Look, COVID safe. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, but big stuff. Like you wouldn't buy two laptops or two um, violins or double basses. The yeah. kids are going to have to lug them. Yeah. And most changeovers we're recommending happen at school. Yeah. So it's a bit on the kids, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the only consolation for you guys um, listening is that your child won't be the un- only one no. who one parent drops off and a completely other parent picks them up. And they're probably, you know, as, as much as it sucks for those kids, they're probably going to be more independent and more organised than a kid True. that the mum and the dad do everything for them and they don't yeah. mindlessly get out of the car. These kids at some point have to go, okay, what, do I, what have I got to remember? Sometimes it helps to have like a little card with, you know, don't forget to take yep. this, don't forget to take this. It's yeah. um, a good idea. You could put it on like a little key ring, yeah. ring and put it on their school bag, although that makes That would be embarrassing, Mum. That'll make them feel <laughs> daggy. You might as well write it on their hand. <laughs> so, <laughs> but when it comes to, say, for example, I've heard of some dramas where the kid has broken the laptop, the laptop's broken, mm. whose responsibility is it to get it paid for and repaired? Is it one parent or the other or...? Who cares, Rose, as long as the child has a functioning laptop tomorrow? I'm sure some parents will care because they're very expensive to repair and they might not have the money. Well, if you haven't got the money, then, you know, you need to, the person who has the money needs to fix it and then you work out who's going to reimburse who afterwards. But my point was I just want that little kid to go to school have a stress-free day and then come home and not be worrying about things they can't control because they don't have the money to Mm. fix it. So that, and I think the court would look, if you went to court ultimately, the court Mm. would look with a very dim view if a parent had the resources to fix something and and didn't do it because the other party wouldn't give them half. You know what I mean? You just, um, it's extra, extra hard when the parents aren't on the same page. Yes. But don't make it extra, extra hard for your kids. If I'm sorry if that sounds yeah. preachy, but, no, you know, so like true. sort of sort it out if you can and then do the financial bit later. You'd always dob them in for child, to child support if they didn't pay it. That's and true. that was an obligation. Maybe, you know, that's something you can look at. And those platforms, the parenting platforms, have some uh, – our children has a an expenses one. Yes. And yeah. you can type in you know, maybe you got the laptop repaired for $250 mm-hmm. and then you can say such and such owes half and it, and it actually does a little tally does for it? you. So you could do that. They might not pay it but no. it would be handy <laughs> if you, you ever feel went better. to court. Yes. yes. Oh, it does. It, yeah, because you could print, print it out. Print it out, yeah, and say, so, look, I've been doing all this. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So that's something someone could do if their ex is being a pain in the butt. They could have an Excel spreadsheet and just put in there all the expenses that they're not helping you with. Yes, that's right. Um, The next one, and that kind of brings us to this this argument between co-parenting that's pushed, 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 pushed on, on, Mm. no offence, but by the court. I feel like co-parenting is pushed on by the court. And then there's this new version that I think is an option for some people, not for everyone. Mm. But if co-parenting doesn't work, you can't co-parent. And there's no point dysfunctionally co-parenting. So that I've read about this other option, which is parallel mm. parenting. So have you heard what yes, parallel parenting yes. is? And what are the court's thoughts on these? Oh, so 
Co-parenting was an issue, was a, brought into the legislation in 2006. So you'd think after 15 or 16 years we'd be getting it right. Mm. Um, and in the very early days, I remember a judge, he used to just say, if you're in court asking for a co-parenting order, I'm going to say there's so much too much conflict between you both to co-parent and I'm going to give one person sole oh. parental responsibility. Wow. And that lasted for about two years. Yeah. And then the judges started to say, look, you can't come here and just say you can't co-parent. I'm going to make you co-parent and this is how you're going to do it. And they give a little mechanism for okay. giving options and stuff. And Gradually, I think they've come to realise that you can be completely separate people but co-parent in a business-like way. And yeah. a registrar I really loved, um, she used to say, it's the business of co-parenting. Mm. And and so these apps and things have really worked. Um, but I, I agree with this parallel parenting. It, it's there, mm. um, but it does sometimes it doesn't work out best for the children because if each person wants to make their own decisions about the children, mm. you could end up like my poor little kids that had two schools. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, that you yeah. can't both be boss. Yeah. Um, you need to work together. Um, in that situation, it's a big temptation for the court to go, well, you know what, for the, for the kids' sake, I'm just giving that parental responsibility to one person. Mm. So I guess there's something you need to be aware of. If you don't want to yeah. lose parental responsibility, you're to try really hard to co-parent. Mm-hmm. But I know f- there are instances where co-parenting is it's not going it's to work. Not work. Yep. And it's usually the people that have had to go to court and go to trial and, and, and maybe in DV situations or, mm. or you've got a manipulative and controlling person you know and it depends on on the judge Mm. even with manipulative and controlling that and high conflict they're the sorts of people you just it's a struggle to co-parent it's a struggle every day and I I feel for people who are trying to do that Mm. Um, but I did have a judge say to me uh, about two years ago um, she said Mrs Galvin you're asking for sole parental responsibility but in my view and this was a judge I don't appear in front of often uh, she said in my view that means that one person could turn off the life one parent has the right to turn off the life support system if the child was sick and I'm not going to give that to one parent so mm. that's one very extreme broad view. view yes so so I know in front of that judge not it, to do it's it. it's just not worth really arguing um but but then other judges are more amenable. And what you need to, if you're really struggling with co-parenting, you need to show you've given it a really good ding-dong go. Mm. Um, Using that app, you can show how hard you've tried um, and then you would produce evidence of of the impact it's had, the negative impact it's had on the children. um, And and then say to the court, look, I've tried, but look at all these messages. Look at all this that's gone through for the child and, you know, and uh, the court might give you limited sole parental responsibility or Mm. in a really bad case, I guess you get sole parental responsibility. But you shouldn't think of that as as a legitimate aim for you because... You've got to try. It's so rare. Yeah, and you've got to try it. And, and I know mm. the, the co-parenting word gets thrown around so much on Instagram and Facebook and, and it comes up on my feed and I see all Does these it? people like, mm. oh, this is how we co-parent and everything seems so hippie, la, la, lovely. Because yeah. obviously they're amicable. But, um, you know, not everybody has an amicable ex and mm. it can feel a little bit like you're failing because you're yes. not 
having this hippie lala co-parenting existence Mm. and I just hope that everyone out there knows you're not failing Instagram and social media is great at making people feel bad about their situations and just like you know you might see that amazing woman in a bikini on the beach and you're like oh I wish you know (laughs) I wish I looked like that it's the same with co-parenting do you remember one time years ago I was driving you home from school and you said to me I wish our family was normal I bet you don't remember. I just said to you, if you see a family that you think is normal and perfect, they're pretending. Every family is a little bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I think in the madness that you might be going through in that first couple of years of separation Mm. and, and, and maybe if you're going through the courts, Things are going to be a little bit crazy, but it, it, it will settle down because yeah. no one has the energy to keep being a pain in the bum for that long. Yeah, and, and we're getting better at it. You know, I hope yeah. these people all realise, okay, slowly over time, you know, there might have been a fight about, I don't know, the school bag, something with the school bag. But over time, that'll stop. Yeah. You buy a second lunchbox if you have to. Yeah. Um, just try and think of creative ways to, st- to, to save the drama. the drama for the children so they're in this, like, reasonably happy little bubble just going to school every day yeah Um, and that will be your your reward will be when your kids are still talking to you after 18 rather than saying I've had enough of you too I'm out well you know I actually saw there's a meme account Mm. for kids of separated parents oh and like there's, there's so many memes like there's a kid standing there holding seven bags going um I'm not marrying until I know the person's perfect so my kids don't have to do that. So it's actually out there. Kids, so some kids really are resentful. So you've got to try and make it feel like for them that it's, it's a, you know, it's a smooth transitioning and yes. less, like don't put things on them that they wouldn't have if they lived in the same house. Don't, yep. you know, don't make it their problem all the time. You know, They can't we, fix it. They no. don't have their own money. No. And they usually can't control either parent. Yeah, and so they didn't, they didn't get married. It's not their fault. No, and, <laughs> and I did hear one child once yelled at, I didn't ask to be born. Yeah. <laughs> So it's sad, but I yeah. know. I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah. All right. So so that's with co-parenting, parallel parenting. So if you know, mm. have a look at both ways. But both, like co-parenting is the way you should be going. If you're struggling, there's pop parenting courses that mm. help you deal with this kind of stuff. So POP is a post order parenting. That's the POP courses, mm. and they're online. Some you can do. Um, online some you need to attend Mm. um, and a lot of judges will order that after they've made orders but it's it's never knowledge is never wasted no and you can hop on there and and learn as much as you can about this job and if you and if you do it before you end up in court the judge will probably look more favorably on you because it looks like you're trying at least or even instead of yes yeah (laughs) do the course and then you won't have to go to court and and gently invite your ex to do the course as well now i'm just going to quickly touch on the four divorce course Mm. personality types um so we've got uh, amicable. Hooray. So, so, so in the amicable situation, I guess the only things you need to watch out for are the um, making sure the kids don't forget stuff because well, obviously you can go and drop it off for them, but, you know, just, just yeah, it's, it's that smooth transition. Try, yes, try to make it so that the kids don't forget stuff so that they're clearly in one house and not in the other. Otherwise mm. you, will, you will find yourself dropping the flute over <laughs> or whatever it is they've lost, the swimming cap. Now, avoidant. Does that mm. affect 
schooling in any way? I guess maybe with enrolling? Yep. Again, with enrolling with an avoidant person, I think I'd really take the initiative yeah. and say, look, I've looked at these three schools. Mm. What do you reckon? Mm. You know, and you might even with an avoidant be, be safe to say, I'd really prefer school A mm. because of this mm. um, and see what they say. And here's the enrolment form yeah, and, and a pen. Well, <laughs> or, or better yet, if, if you don't get back to me, um, if, you, if I haven't heard from you by two, in two weeks or a week, I'll, I'll go ahead and enrol her, okay? Mm, mm. And that's then, a good and idea. And that's like, if you don't hear back, that's your permission. Yes, and then that way they don't have to do anything. No, that's right. Um, make sure, though, that, that you know that they got the message because that would be really bad. <laughs> um, and I guess... Yes, prove that. Um, yeah. High conflict. So that's the, the relationship where you just fight about oh. whether what colour the sky is, what colour the hair is. So in a high conflict when it comes to school stuff, I guess one good tip is maybe not sit near each other at, at, at the at events because yes, your kids are not going to want to see you being no. shirty with each other because mm-hmm. that would be embarrassing. Yes. Um, and what about, you know, communicating or meeting with teachers? Is that oh, You can do them separately, I think. Yeah. They'll offer parent usually separate parent-teacher meetings. Okay. Um, if you've got uh, a very high conflict person and you're trying to choose a school that idea that you had where is you, where you let them make the first proposal mm. that's the best way and then hope like heck that one of the schools on there is yeah, the one you want or try to agree to one of the three you know they might just want to fight no matter what so don't give them an option to fight with mm-hmm. just wait just say what schools do you suggest yes yeah and see what they say and yeah. if they don't know what your preferred one is they may actually have your preferred one in there. Yeah. Just and don't if, tell them. If you've got it in writing from them saying these are my preferred options and you then, choose that option, they can't then run they can't to court turn, and be complained. Right. Well, okay. they won't be believed. Great. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Okay, that's a good one for the high conflict. And manipulative and controlling, the nastiest of them all. Mm. Um, any suggestions for people that are dealing with manipulative controlling and they are – Co-parenting and schooling and, oh, oh my goodness. My bless, bless. That's hard. Um, often a manipulative and controlling person will choose a school that's like five minutes from their house and an hour from yours. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. yeah. <laughs> um, or they, again, they can't agree to something you've offered. Mm. Um, and if you ask them for a panel of three schools or a suggestion of three schools, none of them will be suitable because mm. of how distant they are. Um, so I guess you need to state your truth plainly. Yeah. You know, I've looked at these schools and say why. They're about equal distance mm-hmm. from our place. What one would you like? Mm-hmm. Um, and you won't get a straight answer. No. But, you know, don't turn up. I mean, some manipulative and controlling people um, will want to meet with you for meetings at the school and stuff, and if you're trying to sort of cut off Mm. communication, just just gently say, oh, no, you know, you go this day, I'll go next. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And with, with like, uniforms, books, laptops, you name it, (sighs) try really. Just try and limit the damage to the children. Yeah. So get multiple copies of everything if you can. Yeah. So that there's least amount of movement from house to house. Yeah. And maybe drop off if they do forget something. Instead of going to their house to drop stuff off, drop it off at the school. It's great. And changeovers at the school are great yeah. for yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. We didn't touch on changeovers, but that's something that you think is a good idea, oh, changeover I at school. I think for almost everyone it's good, except probably the kids who have to lug their stuff. Mm. But years ago children took uh, clothes from their house to the other house and back again, whereas mm. these days... 
they just go in what they're wearing yeah. and they have a full range of clothes at each place. Yeah. So changeover at schools just takes the pressure away. Yeah, and it takes and it a away child could kids. worry all day about seeing their mother and father in close proximity if um, they're going to fight or if one parent has expressed really negative views about the other, it mm. can ruin their whole day. Mm. So knowing that mummy or daddy drops them off and then the afternoon they're going to be picked up by someone else just takes that stress away. Mm. And I think maybe the Our Children or Our Family Wizard apps are good for that mm. manipulative controlling because it's written in stone. Yes. The school will be sending all the information to, to that To that account. joint account. So yep. you're not going to miss out on knowing about some important yes. information. And also a routine with manipulative and controlling. So if you're going to just do a parenting plan, just get it in writing mm. that, this is what we're doing yes. Uh, because that person, he may lie or she may lie about what's been going on. So kind of documenting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, so um, as, you, you know, something bit self-serving like, oh, you know, dear such and such, um, as we've been doing week on, week off with changeovers at the school for over a year now, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. thought it would be time to document it. They might not agree to anything, putting anything in writing, but you've written it. So at least it's so at least word. it's there, and unless they completely lie and go, no, we haven't. Yeah, um, you've got a record of what the system is. If they then go to court and say, well, I've had the child most of the time, mm. um, you can go, well, actually, no. Here's my our children communication mm. where he didn't say that or she didn't disagree. Now there was one other thing before we go, and that was that narcissist playbook episode we did recently. Mm. And one of the things that you said they do is they go and undermine the parents. Yes. So does that happen at schooling situations? Oh, too right it does. Too so right how do, it. What, what do our listeners need to look out for to make sure that doesn't stuff them up? Um, there's not much you can do really because mm. their relationship with the school is their relationship with the school. Mm. Uh, eventually, um, the schools will work it out. Yeah. Um, a manip- a, you know, a nasty person is, um, narcissist isn't pleasant to deal with once they're thwarted. So the school's only got to say no to them once and then you're going to have conflict anyway. attitude between them. So let them get on with it. Yeah. Let them work it out themselves. So don't get involved. No, you, you can. can't. Because yeah. the trouble is you, you end up not with one person being difficult to deal with, the court may decide, the school may decide, sorry, that both of you are a pain in the back garden <laughs> and uh, and it may impact how they deal with the yeah, child. Yeah. They might, for instance, not choose your child to go to some special function because they can't be bothered with the drama that mm, you two are going to go through at so the true. school. So don't put the school in the middle of it. Oh, because they might not choose your child for being mm. captain or something because they in a play. That drama. That's right, or in a play. Oh, that if, would be terrible. Yes, so you could, yes, so try not to let on to the school. And if they've kind of gone up to the school and they're, they're trashing you, mm. the school doesn't want to hear that either. Yeah. Um, and if it does upset your child's prospects, well, you didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and going and trying correcting the record isn't really going to help. They'll, they'll, their eyes will just glaze over <laughs> and they'll go, you know, she's crazy, she is hysterical, he's terrible, she's hysterical. Um, you know. And in the back of the teacher's minds, they'll be going, I've got uh, yard duty in a minute. I hope this person stops talking. Yeah, and I <laughs> hope their kid isn't in my class yeah. next year. Yeah. Well, look, I think, um, Mum, informa- that information for people, it's good to talk about schools and divorce and what what to expect. And mm. anybody who's going through all of this kind of, you know, unsettling time, you know, we wish you all the best. Big hugs. And anyone yeah. who's been through it, you know, and you've come out the other side, because everybody will, mm. to it. 
whether it's you come out the other side when they finish year 12 or mm. whether you come out the other side because everything settles. And, and you may come out of the year 12 with a child who doesn't want the bar of either of you mm. or doesn't want to have anything to do with one of you. So how you treat the children and how you conduct yourselves through their childhood mm. will impact the their relationship with you for the rest of their lives yeah yeah so it's not a competition no. it's not a you know it's about the kids focus on them and ignore mm. the crazy if you've got crazy yep and if you're amicable high five <laughs> thank you mum for all your information hmm. again anyone if you would like to rate review and subscribe uh we've got that uh, award for one uh, 30-minute consult with mum, a family lawyer of 35 years, a family law specialist, accredited mediator and arbitrator. So if you'd like to have that free chat with mum, give us a review. We would love to hear um, your thoughts. And also, if you have any questions, shoot them through to the divorce course Mm. podcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram. We're we're doing those Q&As now. Oh, yes. And we also have a live webinar where you can... Come along, listen to mum, and then throw questions ask, at her. Ask me. <laughs> um, and it's just typing so your face isn't there, but you'll be able to see our faces. And mm. we've got that coming up on the 9th of November and the 11th of November. There are only 50 seats for each uh, slot, so yep. jump in and see if you can g- reserve your seat before they're all taken up. Mm. Because this advice is kind of general yes. advice. It's yep. not specifically aimed at any one person and your situation might be different you need to see a lawyer if it is and for goodness sake keep safe mm. uh, don't do any of the things that we've recommended if you, if it's not safe for yes. you yeah safety is number one yeah yeah absolutely and get your own legal advice because this is general advice only. yes so thank you very much mum for coming along today it was no good worries. to have you together <laughs> where's, no, where's i'm the... glad you had court because we got to do it together okay let's go and have a cup of tea okay bye <laughs> If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.